The story you are about to hear is fantasy. Only the names have been changed to protect the NPCs. This session, The Split Coin Encounter. Welcome everyone to Gaming Theater Roleplays. Uh, I am your GM, Rob, and we have today three wonderful players uh, who are members of the Andreas City or Andreas Cauldron Police Department. Uh, if you guys would like to introduce yourselves and your characters, okay. uh, we'll start with Akab. Hello, I am El Penguin, aka Ben, and I'll be Akab Kiikel. Uh, tell us a little bit about Akab. Uh, like... What's his dating profile? <laughs> Akaba's really great at making friends, and he kind of wants to keep it like that. Okay. Uh, moving on to Izzy. I am Leo, also known as the Geek Scorpio, and this is kind of interesting not being the lead for once, but I'm playing Izzy Alonzo, former thief, professional thief, and all-around gentlemanly thief. But uh, those are all allegations. I cannot say if they're true. I'm just saying stuff happened, but I'm, I'll work with the police department, the ACPD on this all right, and finally, John. <laughs> I am Zombie Hand, also called Liz, um, and I am playing Jonathan Doe, not his real name. Um, he is he was ris- uh, awoken, arisen by a necromancer. Uh, took him too long to dig his way out of the grave, and they had moved on without him. So he wandered into Andrea's cauldron, two towns over, and ate a wanted criminal, dragged the head without knowing that he was headed there to the ACPD, and they hired him because he caught a wanted criminal. <laughs> caught is a strong word. Also, if it helps, I am playing the role of human on this one. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. They did They did catch, or he did catch him, though. He did catch the wanted criminal. Oh, that's true. Quite literally. <laughs> We are using the Cortex Classic system that has been modified pretty extensively to also match with the Cortex Prime system. Where it's a bit of a mashup of both. Homebrew. Not quite homebrew. We're just we're just using rules from two different but related systems. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so we'll begin with a call that you've got. All of, all of our players are, as mentioned, members of the Andreas Cauldron Police Department. Andreas Cauldron is a fantasy city uh, wherein there are elves and dwarves and adventurers and such. Um, but but that's not our players. They're not going out on epic adventures to stop dragons and necromancers and stuff. They're dealing with drunk adventurers getting into bar fights, which is exactly what's happening tonight. You've all received a call from the chief there is a disturbance at a bar called the Split Coin. It sounds like some adventurers there have gotten pretty rowdy. And as the uh, as the police department, it is your job to get in there, put a stop to the violence, and protect city civilians that are on site. Um, you'll notice below your names are some badges for the Andreas Cauldron Police Department. These badges represent plot points. Um, you start out with six plot points, and you can never hold more than 12 plot points, but you always start the session with at least six. And if you have more than six at the end, that'll carry over into next session. 
plot points have a couple of uses. Uh, as the name implies, a plot point can be used to change the plot. Um, and the more plot points you spend, the bigger the change can be. So you could say, oh yeah, I have this piece of equipment on me that, that I normally wouldn't. Well, that you could spend a couple of plot points to say that you have that. Or, hey, that person over there is actually a friend of mine that I haven't, that hasn't been brought up before, but you know, we're totally bros. That might cost you four or five plot points. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Really anything you can think of, you can spend plot points on to change. Uh, the other two things, that you can do with plot points is you can add them to any role you do. Neato. And lastly, you can use plot points to reduce damage that you take. So if somebody hits you and you wind up taking, say, four damage, you can spend four plot points to negate that damage. Oh, uh, if you are using plot points to add to your role, you generally want to do it before you make the roll. Because uh, that'll get you the dice that you can add. If you want to add plot points after your roll, you get one point added to your roll for every plot point that you spend. Uh, there are a handful of ways that you can earn plot points. The biggest and most important one is your traits. Uh, anytime your trait gets used against you, you earn plot points for it. Uh, and that might happen because I'm saying I'm going to use this trait against you, or it might happen because you say, hey, this trait would apply against me. Uh, and I'll give you plot points for that. Uh, the other way is basically by being awesome. If you do something particularly interesting in combat, or if you say a line that makes the entire table laugh, you'll get plot points for that. Uh, and I believe that's pretty much it. Any questions on plot points or how to use them? Probably when I need to use them. <laughs> Honestly, same. Well, you use them when you want. So I'll, I'll try and, and give you some... When, when situations arise where plot points might be helpful, I'll try and remind you to use them. Okay. That's I'm what, in. That's what I appreciate about you. But to start, you guys arrive at the split coin. And you can go ahead and move your pieces about... The front door is right here. And we God, are only on the inside? Map once. Are we inside or outside? You are currently outside. Oh, okay. Uh, but I would like everyone to make a perception check. Uh, this is going to be using your alertness and your perception sight skill. Okay, okay. I gotta pull up my... I gotta pull up my um, character sheet really quick. Not... I was ill-prepared. Would, would I be able to use my investigation? Mm, no, because you aren't searching for clues. This is to check and see if you see something that you might not notice otherwise. Um, <laughs> investigation's more for, like, if you have time to actually actively search. Uh, perception sight's going to be more like, something's happening, do you notice it right this second? And we roll a d6 for this? Well, that depends on uh, your alertness. skill. Yeah. Okay. Well, I roll a d6 because my alertness. <laughs> uh, I rolled a two. And I'm then going my alertness. I also got a two. <laughs> I have neither of you have perception. Oh. Uh. 
Nope. I told you I got a two. <laughs> you did get a two. And, and don't you don't have perception, so that's all you're gonna get. Okay. Zambi. I rolled okay. a ten. Uh, ben, so I see that you rolled an eight for your a d8 for your alertness, but you do have the perception skill, so you also get to roll a d6. Even if you don't have the sight specialty, but even without the specialty, you can always roll the general skill alongside it. Okay, okay. Here you go. So, that one was a three. <laughs> so, just as a heads up, by the way, I am always going to ask for a perception check at the beginning of battles, even if there isn't something that's hiding that you would be able to spot. Uh... If I forget to ask for a perception check at the beginning of a battle, remind me, because there might be something hidden there, and I've just forgotten to ask you for a spot check. Okay. You keep us uh, honest, we'll keep you honest. Yeah. We'll keep each other in check. Ah. Uh, uh, stop it. Uh, but Izzy... You notice before walking in, you can see relatively clearly through the window a handful of things. Most notably, on the right there, you can see that there seems to be a barbarian beating somebody up. Okay. You guys can go ahead and place yourselves however you'd like. Look, I know that we haven't worked very long with each other, but I think we can handle this. I'm heading over here to the front door. I'm gonna check out this window. I think I'm seeing something. Why does is this a thing that I have to deal with, really? Hey, come on, Jonathan's a great guy. All right, and we will go ahead and roll initiative. Um, so your initiative is going to be your alertness plus your agility, and then if you have any uh, traits that would apply, go ahead and add those. Hmm. I don't know that I like I don't know which ones I would have that might affect that. Uh I don't think you have any. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so I roll 2d6. Yes. Would my trait about being the pro uh professional gen no, a gentleman thief be uh, apply applicable for this? Mm, I'd say so. Okay. Uh you said alertness and agility? Alertness and agility, yes. I got a 10. I got a 14. I have an 8. And uh, what were you saying about the traits as well? If you have a trait that you think would apply to letting you go first in combat, uh, you can add that to this roll. Parkour? Mm, no, that's for mobility, not necessarily reaction. Alright, I'm good then. Alright. Okay, so all of you get to move before everyone inside the, uh, the bar. Yay! Izzy gets to move first. I'm in second. Okay. So with Izzy, I am... Do we have to roll for, like, or for, like, how far we can move, or...? You have 15 feet of movement that you are allowed to use. Okay, um, and each square is 5 feet, right? Any square is 5 feet, yes. And just for simplicity's sake, diagonal counts as one one square of movement. Okay. Yeah, please don't make us do complex math just to <laughs> move diagonal. I have moved myself into the shadow room, apparently. <laughs> but I'm just a fuck. 
All right, since you have moved in, I can go ahead and boop, reveal the rest of the room here. Oh my. You see chaos. There is a lot of fighting going around, and there's a lot of people already on the ground. Uh, every, every icon there that has a red circle around it is somebody who is currently down. Uh-oh. Oh boy. Eleven downed people? Yep. Because <laughs> they're all brawling? Are they knocked out? Knocked Maybe. Out Who knows? Maybe dead. Okay. They're not fighting dreamers? Well, <laughs> let's see what. Five, ten. You get, uh, as, as part of your combat, you basically get one action and 15 feet worth of movement. Um, you can You can potentially do other smaller actions alongside that, but it, it has to be relatively small. You know, something like drawing a weapon or opening a door or something would be a small action that I wouldn't really count. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go... Uh, Izzy, you moved? Is that all your... Is that your entire turn? Uh... Not yet. Uh... Oh, man, I think... I need to get into a better position from where I'm at. Uh, incidentally, and this this isn't in the rule book, but since we are doing traits differently, I, I decided I needed to do this. If you want to increase your movement, get the running specialty. Uh, for every step in the running specialty that you get, you'll get an additional five feet of movement per turn. Alright. So I'm Neat. running next to the barbarian. Probably not the smartest okay. uh, idea. That... Wait. Wait. You already moved your 15 feet. I you did. A... You I still have two other feet. actions, though, right? You have one other action besides movement. Oh, then I will... You can use that one other action to dash, which means you get to double your movement. Kind of cheat, Leo. Hmm. Um, you can also sprint, which means that you triple your movement, plus you get to roll uh, strength athletics running and add whatever that total is to to your triple movement. But the downside is you can't defend if you're sprinting. Alright, I'm just gonna run another 15 feet. I'm gonna try to make my way to the bar of this bar. Okay. Uh, Izzy, you, er, sorry, Izzy's done. John, you are up. Well, John's just gonna 5, 10, 15, and he's just gonna open his jaw and go and that's it uh, and a cob you are up I'm gonna just uh, dash over to the door ah, okay not using the window smart <laughs> um, I should note uh, a cob I did make a special exception for your movement because of your traits the world is my gym oh <laughs> uh, you can use parkour as a way to increase your movement speed as long as you do some form of parkour during your movement. Jump off the wall! So you can do up to 25 feet of movement, you just have to do parkour while you do it. Jump off it through the windows and just start parkouring on each table. <laughs> okay, well, when okay. you put does it that it count, way... Does it, just, does it count if you just, like, run and go, parkour! No, it does not. Uh, it has to be something that's going to involve an actual skill check. Can, can I check if this window is even open? It is not. Oh boy. A cop's gonna be smart today. I'm just gonna... <laughs> Hold on. 
Oh, smart hold, on, hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. I'm trying to think if I can sprint to the door and then somehow just jump off that one side and then, like, back over. But I feel like that's way too far. Hold on, you're gonna run to the door and, like, what? Bounce off the wall of the, the uh, door frame? The, yes, the door frame. Okay. And just yell, parkour! It's <laughs> like, is that too far for me? Um... You would have to use both your movement and your regular action to do something like that. But that's within 50 feet. That wasn't a no. <laughs> okay, so after jumping off this general area, mm -hmm. how far can I go this way? So to get to the door is going to be 35 feet. That would give you... 15 feet of additional movement, so basically three squares from the door. Uh, in order to succeed at this, too, I will need you to roll, uh, in this case, we'll say agility athletics parkour. Uh, this isn't a particularly difficult parkour trick, so I'll say that you only have to beat a seven. Well, let's see what I get. But, for those to know, I believe once I get up from here, I will flippy flip over John Doe, and then land it here. How far is that? Uh, that's that's 15 feet. That's right where you could be. Word. Perfect. So, uh, you said parkour and what else? Agility. And then you've got right. the world is my gym. That's totally a trait that you could be adding onto this. That was agility. World is my gyms. Eee. And parkour. I believe that's over seven. Yep. You managed to run up to the door, basically kick off the door, jump over John Doe. Watch out, Tata! And land right for? square dab in the middle of the bar. Parkour! What is going on here? Uh, immediately... Everyone takes a look at the three people that just busted in the door, especially the guy that just, like, jumped over another guy. That's, uh, that's something that draws attention. <laughs> uh, you see, to the right of you, the barbarian, he smiles like, yes. You see, at the bar, uh, there's a brawler who gets kind of a sly smile and takes off his jacket. And you see, <laughs> way over on the side of the bar, like kind of far away from you over here, uh, there's a man, an elf, dressed in cleric robes, who looks over and goes, holy crap, zombie! <laughs> he immediately pulls out his staff and fires a bolt of holy energy towards John Doe. Oh my! <laughs> what do I have to do to, to potentially dodge? Uh, so you normally have to take an action to dodge. Um, you get a free reaction for anything that you do to defend yourself, whether you dodge or you block or whatever. Um, um I'm gonna attempt to stumble over my own feet and trip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
you can hit the ground as you if you want, and that means that you don't actually have to take an action to dodge. But it does mean you're going to be on the ground, and you'll have to take an action to get back up later. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right to me. <laughs> uh, uh, dodging is going to be agility plus athletics and dodge the dodge specialty if you've got it. Um, I do not have the dodge. So D4 and D6. All right, let's get a... Oh, let's clear this out. Let's see, 1D6, 1D4. Oh, come on. I got a 5. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate because he got a 14. No! <laughs> so I didn't trip in time? <laughs> Well, so the way this works is that uh, whatever they roll for their attack, they subtract whatever you roll for defense, and that's the amount of damage that they do. Uh, so 14 minus 5 is 9 damage. Thanks, Ben. All of this is going to be stun damage, by the way. Uh, and that's not happening. Because you're the one that drew attention. I'm not the zombie. <laughs> like, I did all that, and he still only paid attention to you. Alright, so... <laughs> nine is undamaged, which means I... I can't get up on my next turn? Well, no, you you can. Uh, there's two types of damage. There's stun damage and wound damage. Most attacks will split the difference. But this is a cleric who's specifically trying not to kill people. Um, so his attacks will be doing only stun damage. Stun damage heals pretty quickly. Uh, it's about an hour for every point of stun damage. Wound damage heals not very quickly. It's generally about a day, actually two days, per point of wound damage. Okay. Um, so between the two, you really want to avoid wound damage the most. Okay. Okay. So how how much HP do I have? Oh, you, 20. Uh, the Barbarian is most interested in the guy who just parkoured his way into the room, and he walks up to a cob. He's going to swing his big ol' fist at ya. Oh my. Well, uh... I... And he rolls a seven. Okay. Now... What if I want to just... Jump. Oh, let me check the map again. What did I say about a dodge? So you can defending yourself generally takes an action. You can dodge or you can block. Uh, you can usually only block melee attacks. So you can dodge using agility, athletics, dodge, or you can block using strength, melee, uh, and then whatever your your like sword skill is or whatever whatever melee weapon that you're using. Uh, or if you're unarmed, then your unarmed skill instead. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a dodge on this one. Uh, and I should have mentioned this earlier, John. If you wanted to reduce those nine points of damage, that'd be a fine time to spend plot points to do so. Uh, hmm. Your choice, but I'm just letting you know you have the option. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe I think I will. I'll spend... Spend... Uh... Oh, and I should, since the cleric targeted you when, in fact, I did not have him, I did not have plans for him to do that. Uh, you get a plot point because he attacked you because you did. Oh, I did. <laughs> That's one of my traits. 
Um, You're a zombie. Okay. You did. I did. Um, okay, I'm gonna use two flat points uh, to reduce my um, reduce my damage taken. Okay, so that'll turn it from nine damage to seven damage. I'm gonna put my two flat points in the flat point pile. Okay. Uh, so sorry, a cop, uh, a barbarian is swinging his fish at you. What are you doing to defend yourself? I am dodging. Okay. Oh, you also, by the by, uh, if you don't want to take an action, you can use innate defense, which is just your agility die and nothing else. As I said, you're you're always going to get one free defense action during your turn. Uh, so if you want to dodge, you're going to want to roll your agility plus your athletics with especially dodge if you have it. Alrighty, let's see what we got here. I believe it's safe to say that I have um, evaded said attack. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, you have managed to get seven points over, which means you get an extra success yeah! uh, beyond normal success. So not only you do you dodge, but if you'd like, you can get a free shot at him. Okay. So how big is this barbarian compared to me? Uh, in your normal form, he towers over you. Okay. Then let me jump up. And over his fist that I dodge, and then I kind of just stand onto his legs, kind of like the monkey flip position, and okay. just give him a good old Glasgow kiss to the face. Okay. Uh, so headbutt to the nose. That sounds like that's going to be strength plus unarmed combat. Birthday. It's birthday. All right. So strength and unarmed combat. Could we just have walked in and been like ACPD? Everyone stop fighting. I mean, you could have. Whether or not it would have been effective is a different story. But now we'll never know. Unless you tell us. Oh my. <laughs> so I got a nine. Okay, and that beats the seven he rolled for defense. And actually, he should only be rolling one die for defense, because he was definitely not seeing that coming. I can't believe that... Ben is pulling off these super cool moves, and I can't even successfully trip over my own feet. <laughs> I swear, it's not intentional. I'm just, I'm just a jungle boy. <laughs> just get it, what you do. The barbarian takes five points of stun damage from a cop's Glasgow kiss. Ooh. Uh, he's still standing. Uh, Izzy. You notice that the brawler at the bar, who has taken off his jacket, uh, he eyes you up and says, All right, looks like things just got interesting. Yeesh, I'm not liking that. He jumps at you, and mid-air, his fist turns to fire. I am not liking that at all. I want you to know if, I'd have, if I had made the character that like the dumb blonde bimbo I wanted she would have swooned <laughs> um, a flaming fist is coming at you with a roll of seven I I, I have a I, my athletics I think I can okay that. agility not good athletics I got me a may three three <laughs> yay <laughs> Oh, hooray! <laughs> oh, only Ben is succeeding. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Those people who rolled a four, I dream I was them. So, Leo, um, you get 
four stun damage from the fist. And then five wound damage from the fire. Ouch. Uh, if you have armor, you can reduce that. And, and don't forget, these are fantastic times to be using plot points. You know, when a guy with a flaming fist comes at you, may maybe spend some plot points on your defensive rolls. But I got a plan on mine. Okay. Okay. On the next turn. Uh, well, you're fortunate because it is the next turn. Okay. Great. Can I blow all six of these to buy a flashbang? <laughs> <laughs> Flashbangs don't really exist per se. Okay. What? So can I? Get this is a medieval, uh, medieval city. So what would you be using in lieu of a flashbang? Uh, a chemical flash, reaction a chemical in a bottle. Powder. A granado. Okay. So like an alchemy potion or something like that. An alchemy potion. Yeah. I don't want to smoke. Okay. Off. I need to be flashing. I'll, I'll say for six plot points. Yeah, you've definitely got. Uh, a, a bottle of magnesium and sulfur. Yes. One whole bottle a, of magnesium and sulfur. A big boom potion. Hashtag science. Now, as I recall, the rule for flashbangs is basically it goes off and then everybody has to make a check to stay conscious. Even me? You yes, even you. Unless you've got some sort of special defense against it. Uh, knowing that it's happening? You mean the defense of the consequence of your actions? <laughs> Oh no, the consequence of my actions. <laughs> <laughs> again! Uh, wait, what, do we, what do we roll for this? I am looking it up as we speak. I cannot believe that John Doe's eyes are about to be even more milky than they already are. <laughs> if it works on you, you did! Oh, that's true. I did. That actually is an excellent point. I do like that that is one of my, my, my traits is that I cannot actually die because I can't get more dead. Yeah. Panically throwing a fl uh, flashbang, I don't think that'll work on my gentleman thieves realm. Although, because uh, one of my traits is that I am one of the best gentleman thieves in the realm. Actually, it could because I use it to, I would use smoke bombs and things to escape. Okay. Um, everybody within 30 feet of Izzy's position is going to make a resistance check. That's double vitality. Alright. Double vitality. Can I use my uh, Gentleman Thief trade at this one or not? I'm gonna say no. Dang. Well, being a Gentleman Thief doesn't necessarily mean that you're better at taking explosions to the face. Maybe if you were an alchemist, but uh, not my job. I rolled a 9 out of 20. <laughs> So, double bite, right? I have Double four. bite, yes. How powerful is this flashbang? <laughs> I have I'm five. It is. Whatever. This is formidable. The difficulty is 15. Oh my god. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, this would be an awesome time to spend some plot points. Is this going to do damage, or is this just going to, like, make us not be able to see? Well, so... Everybody is going to be taking stun damage. I want to make that clear right now. You are standing within the blast. You're going to be taking stun damage. I have made a horrible mistake on this. I meant that If you I... succeed, you will, this check, you will suffer a step penalty to all your attributes for a few turns. If you fail, you are incapacitated for several turns. I'm just trying to look at some of my other features, and it's like, what kind of things can I use to just GTFO from that? <laughs> I have nothing, so I'm gonna... How about I roll, um, 
you there are potential ways if you can convince me that you could avoid this blast such as taking shelter behind a wall or a table or something like that in any can I take shelter behind the I, barbarian? <laughs> He's a pretty big guy. guy. You know what? Actually, that's fair. I am right behind that guy. Uh what I'll say that does for you, John, is that gives you a two-step bonus to your uh vitality roll. So like whatever your vitality is. Let's see, what is your vitality? Your vitality uh, is currently D10. D10? Yeah. A two-step bonus is going to make that a D12 plus a D2. And since you're rolling it twice, that means you get to roll 2D12 plus 2D2 to make this check. So do, should I re-roll the nine that I did before? Yeah, well, for one thing, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, the entire roll you should redo. Okay, so 2D12. And again, Come you want to spend plot points. <laughs> I cannot believe... <laughs> And 2d12 and I got a 7 uh, Jesus and, 2D... and then 2d2 I'm gonna flip a coin uh, so what I usually do for that is that I, I just roll a d20 and I count odds oh. or evens it does mean you have to do some math but that's fine okay and a one oh a two ones so nine that is pretty far below 15 yeah nine 10, 11, 12, 13. Even if I use my plot points, it'll only get me to 14. I'm standing behind the guy! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still hear the loud sound. You can still see the bright flash. What does that do for me, though? Because I'm, like, standing on him. Uh, I, unless you find, have a way to get behind cover, it does nothing. You could parkour your way behind cover. Like That's that honestly what I'm, what I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of like world is my gym and parkour, and that's. Uh... I have a skill at D4 for athletics. But like, could could I do those? World is my gym, parkour, to just like, all snap and just like dive under the table, just army crawl under there. I'll say yes. You can use that as your defensive role instead of double bite. Parkour, world my gym, take out double bite. Uh, my double bite is a five. I have not much in the world of bite. Uh, I will give you a step bonus because you're expecting the flashbang that you are rolling, so you can roll 2d8 if you want to. Yep, let me... And, 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 and really, again, great time to be using plot points. I have a question. I used all my plot points Ooh, to get boy. me in this problem. That, yeah, that's a fair point. That sucks for you. Okay, so I'm at 12. Okay. Oh, perfect. So three plot points would get you to 15 and you would beat the roll, or, or beat the difficulty. I mean, uh, yeah, let's use those plot points then. I buy six. Uh, ben, go ahead and move your character up to 15 feet towards a table so that you can use it as cover. And I'm sure good here. But it actually, better safe than sorry. That, in fact, is better safe than sorry because that puts you more than 15 away feet away from the flashbang, which is going to reduce the damage for you. Whoop, whoop. So, everyone within 15 feet, which uh, includes Izzy, the Brawler, the Barbarian, John Doe. No, no, no! I had a question! Uh, shoot. I did not get an answer to it. I have a, a, I have a D4 in athletics. Can I roll that? Uh, how are you using your athletics? Um... <laughs> I just wanna... I Fall just backwards. Wanna Fall wanna... backwards. Like, one step. <laughs> if you were standing, I might let you 
say something like I'm running out, but last I checked, you were on the ground. Well, what, am I face down on the ground? Can I... <laughs> oh, just duck? Roll <laughs> Can away. I just, like, have my head face down on the ground? Just, just roll away. Uh, I mean, unless that blocks your ears somehow, I'm going to say it's not going to matter. Okay. Um, can I use plot points to reduce my damage? Uh, you can, and which is good because that's seven points of stun damage for everyone within that within 15 feet of. Actually, I assume you threw this at the brawler. Is that correct? Oh yeah, I panicked threw the brawler. <gasps> which means Jonto is just outside that 15 foot radius. What what? But uh, Izzy, the Barbarian, and the Brawler are all definitely taking seven points of stun damage. Uh, everyone within 30 feet, which does include both John Doe uh, and Akab, is only going to be taking three points of stun damage. Um, I would like to reduce that by three. Okay. Where am I at right now? Behind a table, outside of the range. I don't know, I mean, like, damage-wise. Uh, I believe this is the first damage you've taken in this fight, so it should only be three stun damage. Uh, Izzy and John Doe, who did not manage to make that check, are currently incapacitated. Let's actually see if the Brawler and the Barbarian also get incapacitated. Oh, I also have to put down their damage real quick. So that's an example of what you could do with your plot points. However, <laughs> everyone else got it. <laughs> Yeah, we also give tutorials, mostly for ourselves, but for you guys too. <laughs> Wait, how much stun did I take from that one? You took the full seven points of stun damage. I we're twenty minutes in. <laughs> guys, we were just supposed to check it out. I, like, they have. All right, that, that's why I was just looking. He was coming right at me. Okay, <laughs> he was. The brawler that uh, that you threw it at, oh boy, howdy, does he not make that check? Like Izzy, the brawler is dazed and stunned and just, he's not really doing so hot. Uh, Damage-wise, he's okay, but he's woozy and he's not really responding. The he just got knocked the duck out. He did. Uh, the Barbarian's also not doing super hot. <laughs> he oh, is woozy and stunned, and he basically, he, he goes down. Ooh, damn, two hit KO. Uh, I think I might have KO'd myself. The bartender on the other side <laughs> of the bar is also not doing so hot. Um, oh, is he? Are we not going to get discounts on drinks anymore? The no, discount is, is that you can take them now. <laughs> I don't think that's how we do things here. We're law enforcement! Right, right, right. You know, that's the thing I do. You're getting to suspect that Izzy is not. Uh, on those the of you who are stunned are going to be stunned for the next nine turns. Holy, wow. Well, I'm out. You two are on your own on this fight. Whatever, stunned. Oh, wait, am I? You sure are. Hey, hey. Which is convenient because you're already on the ground, so you know you don't have to go far to get there. <laughs> He's just gonna, yeah. John's just, just like, hi. Oh, oops. Where's, where's the cleric that saw me? He is on the other side of the room, towards the left. He's actually outside oh. of the blast range of the stun. Man, stun potion. Aim better. <laughs> <laughs> don't throw it directly at a person. 
god. <laughs> so, uh, Izzy is down. John Doe is down. So he doesn't down. get to move. Akab, you are up. Wait, how hey. much damage do you have? Three. Oh, no, John. John. Oh, uh, I'm down to 13 HP. Yeah, but you have 20 life points, so you're... You, you're, you're yeah, but the cleric hit me on the way in. It's and not It's not because John lost their hit points. It's because John got hit with a stun grenade, and that stuns you for nine turns. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Uh, Akab, what are you doing? Okay. Um, I would like to jump on the table, flush my, bla uh, my badge, and just uh, go ACPD. Like, what the hell is going on here? Okay, um, so you're attempting to, after after this flashbang and, and a little bit of fighting, you're going to try and calm things down using diplomacy. Listen, a lot happened when we just walked in. I wanted to peek through a window and just be like, oh, what is going on through here? Let's record in and caused the cleric I, I literally trust me. Oh, by the way, uh, Izzy, I'm going to go ahead and give you a plot point for unintentional self-sacrifice. Yay! <laughs> John, I'm gonna give you a plot point uh, as as consolation for being dragged into Izzy's self-sacrifice. <laughs> Yay! John and lives another day. Also, may I say, John, excuse me for having a more theatrical entrance. I was just trying to pick at that. Oh, snap! So I just want to catch up. Uh, so, a cop, if you want to convince these people to calm down and talk it out... Uh, I'm going to need you to roll Willpower and Persuasion, which I don't think you have, but you no. do have Discipline. Uh, so I'll let you use Willpower and Discipline. I will, however, be uh, using your Jungle Boy against you because the wild man from the jungle doesn't look like the type of person you really want to talk things out with. That is fair. Enthusiasm. No, no. It's a... For, for that, you will be earning a plot point, though. Uh, your difficulty, <laughs> it's mostly cultural differences. Okay, so your difficulty you... to beat is going to be 13. Okay, so you said willpower and what else? Willpower and discipline. Uh, in this case, it would be like discipline, intimidation, or discipline leadership, or one of those skills. Uh, normally, it would be persuasion, which also has similar skills. Uh, hold on. What else could I do? Willpower and discipline. And if you had some sort of trait that could, that could help you out, than it would. Uh, you don't have any specialties under discipline that would increase this further, so it's just the general discipline skill. Okay, then. What was I trying to beat? You're trying to beat a 13. Ooh. Now, question. Mm-hmm. Um, were some people amazed by my performance, by chance? Not particularly. These are adventurers. Okay, that's fair. I would like to spend the rest um, uh, through my plot points to get them to a 14. Okay. Most of the civilians here aren't particularly interested in fighting. A lot of them were just sort of defending themselves or caught up in the chaos. It was really just the three adventurers that seemed to be most interested in fighting. And of those three, the cleric seems like the most willing to listen. Probably so he says, I'm so, I'm so, so sorry, officer. Um, you know, if if we can just go ahead and leave, we won't cause any more trouble on our way out. Hold on. You're the one that shot my guy, weren't you? What guy? You know that arrow that went past me and hit 
that unconscious zombie down there? The zombie? Yes, I shot the zombie. That's what you do with zombies. Was he eating anybody? No, that's what I shot him before he could eat somebody. Uh, sir, that is species discrimination, and we do not say that kindly upon here. <laughs> I would like you to roll uh, another willpower, and we'll use... I don't think this would quite fall under discipline, uh, but it, and you don't have persuasion, and you don't have covert, which would be messing with somebody's head. So just willpower at d12, please. Now, I am conventionally attractive. <laughs> that is true. Does that sway anybody into... <laughs> Does that sway a cleric into being like, oh, what is that? Oh, boy! <laughs> Somebody get that sexy zombie! <laughs> Leo's okay. losing his mind laughing, you just if, can't hear it. Liz, guess, if you I were guess... making this roll, then yes, it would. But Ben's I... making this roll, so no, it doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just... I, I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling that I'm just more cool and casual with certain zombies and others um we'll go ahead and say one turn has passed so the rest of you only have eight turns to go before <laughs> you are moving again that includes the brawler and the barbarian um ben what's your oh you rolled a one. <laughs> oh yeah that's what i was saying just like no no i'm pretty sure just like i have a sauce bob for this guy because we just work together and it's like he's a nice guy like he literally only eats criminals and okay isn't that kind of what we want though I have some good news for you. Monday. The good news is that rolling a one just earned you a plot point. Well, heck no. yes. <laughs> the bad news is it's because you botched. Uh, yeah. You botch a roll anytime you roll all ones on your dice. Um, think think of it as a critical failure. Oh, I am very aware. <laughs> You! You're a liar! You're not a cop! You're here in league with the zombies! And the cleric immediately opens fire on you, Akab. False. How did you make this worse? <laughs> now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> like, man, I was I was just trying to find my guy. I appreciate you. Alright. Uh, he oops, that's the wrong roll. In the apocalypse, I'll eat you last. He rolls a twelve. Uh as another bolt of holy energy flies towards you, Akab. Okay, I would like to uh, dodge this. Uh, probably by flipping away. And let me get my laser pointer real quick. There we go. I'm gonna go this way, away from it. Okay. You don't actually have to move on the map when you dodge, by the way. You can if you oh. want to. Uh, I'll let you move five feet of movement when you dodge, but that's optional. Okay, uh, let's see, dodge, what? That was agility and athletics dodge. Agility, athletics, world is my gym and parkour. No, those, uh, those, you're not overcoming an obstacle, you're avoiding something that's coming at your face, and that's more about reaction time. Uh, okay, that's fair. And agility and alert, wait, alertness? No, agility and athletics dodge. Dodge would be the specialty that you use under your athletic skill if you have it, which you don't, so it's just athletics. Okay. I got a seven. A seven's not going to be enough to beat that 12. <laughs> oh, so you take yeah. five points of damage. You do take five points of stun damage. Uh, I can do math. 
Uh, it's a new turn, so that means you guys have seven turns to go before you are up and about again. A cop, what are you doing? Uh, okay. Sorry, oh, uh, the cleric also on his turn starts moving uh, towards the the center of the room, towards the brawler and the barbarian. Drag my body out of here. He has a grudge against me. Okay, so. Oh, okay. He has three HP. No, no he's taking three damage. Although that should be up to eight now. I know. I was trying to change that. Can't find my. Okay, so. Dude, should I flash my badge? You've already flashed your badge. Oh, he knows okay. that you're ACPD. Okay, but he just and... thinks I'm in leaks with zombies. Yep. Or rather, he knows you're telling him that you're ACPD. He does not believe you. Oh boy. You're gonna have to deal with that cleric. Yep. Yes, I am. Okay, doke. So, let me see. Um, does do I get anyone else's attention of interest? Barbarian. The, I mean, there, there's the up. There are other civilians here, but they're mostly not coming after you. They're, they're like, yeah, let's not mess with that guy. He's potentially a, a, a an officer, and he's hanging out with a zombie, and he totally just punched that barbarian in the face. Let's leave him alone and do what he says. And explosions. Okay. Um. My fighting style is microwave. So so, okay. How long is the Barbarian still knocked out for? Uh, seven more turns. Work. Okay. Um, is the Barbarian bleeding at all? No. Okay. In that case, uh, honestly, I just want to start making my way towards the project. Okay. Calmly and respectfully. Calmly and respectfully. Okay, that's 15 feet of movement then. Uh, so three squares. Nah, you parkour your way through everything. Anything. <laughs> hey, can you get the door? You have to jump off three walls and the couch before you get to that door. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything Good. else you're doing on your turn? Uh, what are my options? Uh, you have an action. Uh, you can attack or you can basically... Anything that you can do within three seconds is an action that you can take. Hold your hands I mean, up. Draw a weapon. Honestly, I'd probably just start questions like, League of Zombies, this is one zombie. He is clearly not listening to you anymore. <laughs> okay. He moves 15 more feet. He's relatively close to you now. Uh, since you're kind, not quite, but kind of in between him and his brawler and barbarian friend. Uh, but he's still aggressive. And he shoots another holy bolt at you. He rolled a 13 for his attack. All right. He's attacking officers okay. of the lock. He is. Although he doesn't believe that you are officers of the law. But yes, that's totally a thing. You can throw him in jail for Alrighty. Um, would I be able to tackle him to the ground? Uh, not as a defensive action. Okay. So I would like to, um, cool, like, dodge this. Okay. Can this. I dodge it? Uh, uh, oh, boy. So, I'm just trying to think. Can I dodge it by flipping over it? I mean, sure. Um, it's going to be the same roll either way. Got to make it flashy. Oh, flips aren't flashy enough. Is there a chandelier he can jump to? <laughs> is there? <laughs> no, this is de this is not a nice bar. This is 
This is a dive where fights break out pretty frequently. Okay, well, let's see where this, this is. the shoddy place that serves watered-down beer. Yes, very much so. Okay, so... Ale, I'm sorry. Swill at this point. <laughs> they call it ale or beer. Um, whether or not it's actually ale or beer is sort of up for debate. Okay. Oh, crap. Rolling pretty rough there. That's an additional four points of stun damage. Oh, <laughs> And you're our only hope. Well, I didn't throw flashbang. You said four points again? Yep. Oh, this is just a... Hey, I'm in a rough day. The turn is over. Uh, you now have six turns before you regain consciousness. A cop, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> how is this clergyman now feeling it? How how's the cleric doing? I don't think he's taking a single hit. Okay. Um, I'm guessing. Tackle him. I'm guess. I would like to dodge very far away from said clerics. Okay. I mean, you don't actually have to dodge anything. You're free to move 15 feet or 25 if you're parkouring over something. <clears throat> yes, yes, I am. So, I would like to fuck up my ways. Huh? Let me get my fingers right. Off of this chair, do a shooting star over this, land around hither, and probably just... I want to lift this table and probably use it to, to block stuff. Okay. Alright, I'm sorry. I should stop interfering. Alright. Uh, go ahead and make a parkour roll for me. Agility, athletics, parkour, and the world is my gym. Oh, here we go. I'm going to say for that, the difficulty you have to beat. Uh, it's also not particularly difficult, so I'll say that's also a 7. Alright, so agility, we're good. Okay. Man, only two dice, too. Nice. Wait. <clears throat> no, no. Uh, Ben rolled two dice. Ben rolls two dice, right, for that? Uh, should be three. Agility, Athletic Stodge, and The World is My Gym. Mm-hmm. So for you, that should be a D8, a D10, and a D6. Oh, so you got your D8 and your D6 there, but you don't have your D10 in there. Oh, yeah. Well, in that case, let's see how far I can take this. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so he takes his eyes off you for just a moment. Uh, as he's as he starts looking towards the brawler and the barbarian, and as you flip the table a different way than where it was originally flipped, uh, he looks back and he doesn't see you and has no idea where you just went. Perception <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and it's like, well, you took your eyes off me. <laughs> uh, he moves over to the his brawler friend. And he basically sort of hoists the brawler onto his shoulder, sort of in that, you know, I'm I'm not carrying you, I'm just helping you walk sort of way. Right, he's holding on his shoulders. And then he moves another 15 feet to do the same to the barbarian, and that's as far as he gets. The turn is over, you guys now have five turns before you regain consciousness. So he can't see... I literally just... Like, he looked away for a split second to check on his homies, and then in that split second, I literally just, just like, vanished, jumped like... over a chair, disappeared, and just like, whoop, laters. Yeah, but you're right next to him. You could totally just try to, to jump. You, you are, and this seems like a fine time to mention the sneak attack rules. Oh. So, the advantage to 
Normally when you attack somebody, they get a defense and they're going to dodge or they're going to block or something like that and they'll get a nice roll. That's only if they see you coming. If you attack an unaware, non-moving target, their defense is three. <laughs> if you attack an unaware, moving target, they only get innate defense, which is just their agility and no skills. Given that he's currently holding two people, it would also oh be very difficult for him to avoid any attacks that you're rolling. So if you did choose to attack him right now, his defense would be really bad. It really would be, but like, my stats though, I'm uh, just kind of looking through them. So, would I be able to use my trapping by chance? I think you should use the sneak attack. I mean, how exact? Like, trapping's more like in the wild trapping animals. But, oh, that, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, you, I, there could be an but, argument made that you're setting up a snare trap or something that is human-sized no, no, or whatever, but... No, I'm imagine one that's more just like I trap him with my hands. Yeah, that's not really... That's not trapping, that's just grabbing somebody. However, you can't grab him like a wild animal, because you do have that wild animal fighting skill. I'm not in that mode right now, though. Uh, yeah, that that would just be a strength unarmed combat roll if you wanted to just grab him. Okay, okay. I'm just getting some good ideas right now. You could hit him with a club. I mean, honestly, with, honestly, with how low his stats right now, I'd probably just um, see about just... Honestly, just arresting his ass right now, tying him all up, and just get him on the ground. Okay. So, like, how, how exactly are you getting him on the ground? Well, I imagine with uh, his arms already in check, mm -hmm. I get Mars essentially into a double underhook hammerlock. Okay. Which, in that case, he'll have no arms because I don't have him. Do the old classic trip the, trip the leg over. He'll go right, ready right down. And then from there, take him my cuffs, snag him on him. Okay. Uh, we'll start with the unarmed attacks. Go ahead and roll strength unarmed for me. His defense, by the way, is a one. That's cool. Okay. So all you really have to do is beat a one. Well, good thing I have two dice. <laughs> um, okay. I would actually, since this is, since you are sneaking up on him, I would allow you to use low-key presence in this roll as well. Hell yeah. Ah, uh, I love him. 11 is so much more than one, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. So, you grab him in that, uh, what, what move did you call it? Uh, double, double hammerlock, underhook, hook trip, cuff him. Grab him in that double hammerlock, trip him, essentially fall on top of him as he goes to the floor. Ooh. His face hits that floor straight on, and he is knocked out instantly. Getting the cuffs on him after that is really not difficult at all. And given that his two buddies are also unco basically unconscious at this point, getting the cuffs on them, which I'm going to go ahead and assume is what you do. Of course is also not difficult at all. These three blokes are down, and the fight is officially over. Yay! Yay. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give a cop three <laughs> plot points uh, for MVPing that round, and oh I'm gonna go God. ahead and give you other guys a plot point for completing an objective. I appreciate you guys so much. <laughs> like we are just we're 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 just team friendship right now, but can we please 
be a little more less. Like, why, why am I even talking to you guys? You're all knocked knocked out right now. But yeah, what? <laughs> but uh, oh no, no, I'm talking. Oh no, no, everyone else. Like, y'all get my point, right? This is like, this could have been done very calmly without a flashback. Yes, yes, sir. Do you hear some of the civilians say, "Absolutely, sir. You are right on the money." I um, any, anyone down to stay be a witness? Because I got to report this. <laughs> uh they all seem pretty compliant. A few a few moments go by, you know, about 15, 20, 30 seconds. Uh, Izzy and John Doe, you are no longer stunned. You are more or less back on your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that plan backfired. Izzy? Yeah? When we get back to the station, we're going to have a serious talk about ethnic practices. What? You mean ethical? <laughs> that too. <laughs> ethical practices. <laughs> I don't think he was insulting <laughs> your ethnicity. That, that flashbang was extremely racist. <laughs> it's like, why didn't I get knocked out? Oh wait, that's right, because I decided to stay away from the flashbang. It knocked the guy out, though, right? Did its job. I got shot three times. But he's knocked unconscious. Can I slap Izzy? I don't see why not. <laughs> I don't want to uh, <laughs> No more flashbangs. I swear, you do this to me again, and I'm going to do something you're going to regret. We'll see about that. So, what's, uh, what's going on now? Uh, I don't know. You guys tell me. You've got the three of them here. They're all cuffed. Civilians seem more or less compliant with whatever you want to do. What is your course of action? Oh, I, I think at this point, I... Are you wanting us to bring them in? Yeah, let's all bring them in. All right, let's like, bring them in. All right, so um, thank you, everybody, for the reports. You've all been absolutely swell. And uh, tip your bartender well. Uh, I would like everyone to make a quick spot check. That, that again, is alertness, perception, sight. Uh, I will allow investigation instead if you have it. Alertness. Oh, good. Uh, nope, just alertness for me, and that's a DCX. The difficulty that you need to beat is an 11. <laughs> I can't even reach that with my one dice. Good for me. <laughs> I'm so good at what I do. Uh, I managed to roll a 12 out of that mess. Nice. Uh, remind me, none of you have the magic skill, correct? I do not. Okay. Uh, Izzy, as you are preparing to move these guys back to the station, you do notice at the bar uh, is a jacket hanging on a chair, and you you recognize this is the jacket the brawler was wearing when you came in. Any kind of unique or identifying, like, patches or anything like that on this jacket? Uh, no, not really. It's a bit unusual in its design, and that's a bit shorter of a jacket than is normally the style for this area. But other than that, it's it seems like it's just a normal leather jacket. I wear my jacket shorter than normal. I'd style at the time, you see. Um, hmm. I wonder. Well, we've got it busted. I'm gonna go search the jacket and see if there's anything inside it. Okay. Uh, you go and you look through the jacket... And there's something a little bit strange about it. Uh, When you put your hand inside the pocket, you find a small doll. Uh, 
not even as big as your palm, maybe an inch big, that looks a lot like the brawler. And you notice the brawler is eyeing you very angrily when you pull that doll out of the pocket. But he doesn't say anything. I will remember that. Uh, anything else you guys want to do here before you bring him to the station? Uh, I'm going to see if the bartender has ice for my head. <laughs> uh, how are the barbarian and cleric right now? Busted. Uh, they're busted down. I mean, the cleric is actually technically the cleric is still unconscious because unlike would... the others who got knocked out by a flashbang, you legit gave him a concussion. Like uh, so he's um... he's down down. The barbarian's looking hurt, but he's conscious, and he's basically, now that he's cuffed, he's kind of just going along with it. The brawler also, he looks a little bit injured, but nothing too serious. Uh, out of hunger and boredom, <laughs> John's gonna just gnaw idly on the finger of the cleric. Okay. Uh, John, no. Can I just, like, slap him away like a cat? The, the brawler and their barbarian look at you like, dude, what the crap? Stop, 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 stop. John, John, John. Right, John, done. we're going to the station. He stopped eating. Now he's grumbling. Uh, is he the bartender? He reaches underneath the bar and he does pull out uh, a, a little bit of ice that he puts in a oh. small sack for you. A shotgun? <laughs> it just seemed like the type of moment where the bartender would be like, get your kind out of my bar. Man, this is a very... I mean, you guys arrested the, the rabble-rousers that were causing trouble in his bar, so he's happy that you're here. And he doesn't particularly care that you're trying to eat the cleric's fingers because F that guy. <laughs> Don't be a jerk. John, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you some food on our way back, okay? On your way back to the station, uh, you arrive, and you are greeted by Chief Raggard Hammerforge. Raggard is the dwarven police chief. He's actually the big police chief of the entire city, not just of this station. Uh, but this is like the main station of the city, and you so you guys report to him. Oh, you know, have a captain. Nice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, he walks up to you and he just says, Ah, take, took care of that, uh, that bar fight I see. Are these the guys that did it? Yep. Yes, sir, they are. All right, nice work out there. Uh, go ahead and toss him in the cell. The cell, John's stomach? <laughs> John? Look, we got, we got, pl listen, there's plenty of death row animates. You can go eat it down. Look, I'm just John is death row. <laughs> <laughs> it's a civil service. He's just doing his duty. Standard procedure for drunken adventurers that start bar fights is basically you just toss them in the cell overnight. When they wake up sober the next day, you give them a fine and then send them on their merry way. Uh, this is just sort of what adventurers do, so... So this is just a Tuesday for us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> enjoy your night, your, enjoy your night over at the drug tank. 
Uh, Izzy, you notice the entire time, though, the whole way over to the station, and even now while he's sitting in the cell, the brawler is just eyeing you. Like, he is so pissed. You got something you want to say to me, buddy? No. Well, I Things know. I might want to do to you, but nothing I want to say. Ugh. That sounds like a true drink minimum. Eh. Not that way, Brent. I'm assuming I have a desk? Sure, you have a desk. All right, I'm going to head over to the desk uh, while following, you know, classic paperwork, but also taking a better examination of that doll. Okay. Go ahead and roll an alertness. You don't have magic, so I'll let you go ahead and do perception investigation, but with a two-step penalty. Can I use my appraisal uh, for, our, for objects and artifacts? You can. Okay. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. And this is alertness? Yeah, alertness per... I guess this would be knowledge appraisal. Uh, and in fact, I'll go ahead and use let you use your ancient artifacts trait. The difficulty you're going to need to beat is an 11, by the way. Done. Okay. You're looking at the doll, and yeah, it's definitely weird. Um, something about it reminds you of something you've seen before. Like, something that happened in previous history. Uh, this, this has historical significance. You need to take a little bit to look in a book, but you eventually find that these, this doll is actually a contract. Specifically, it's a contract with a demon. Ooh. Oh my. Interesting. Oh, my, my, my. Does it have anything that I can find on which demon it is? It's difficult to say because there were there are several demons throughout history, or possibly one demon posing as several demons. <laughs> you are now not 100% certain. Nobody is. But demons in the past have used these dolls as contracts. Uh, unlike the usual contract you might make with a demon, these dolls actually have a fairly specific purpose. They tend to give the recipient some form of power, uh, often increased strength or intelligence, um, but potentially other things as well. And the cost is that they have to do the bidding of whatever demon they've made the contract with. The most important thing that you find out, though, this doll contains a piece of that person's soul. And if the doll is destroyed, that piece of soul gets destroyed along with it. Which could have some pretty serious problems for the person after they die. Okay. But I need to get some more information on which demon or what's happening with this thing. Uh, Izzy, for figuring out important information at the doll, you get a plot point. Listen, if my intelligence was higher, I could have done it. So, I feel I need to tell someone. So I'm going to tell John. Because John can't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Look, I'm a little bitter at you. Uh, 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 Izzy's a little bitter at Aqua uh, for just simply, you know, slapping him a little bit ago. You set off a flashbang. I didn't say I didn't deserve. Izzy didn't deserve it. I said that he mad about it. Well, like John to have a really good memory about this. <laughs> uh, John, do you know a thing or two? I mean, I'm assuming that you are pretty much. Not exactly of this world, naturally. Do you happen to know any kind of demons or warlocks or anything that could help 
that you would know of? Oh. Probably not, but... <laughs> John, you can't talk to me when you're like this. I can't understand you. You're a zombie. Ari, here's a pen. Maybe you write it down or something like that. John is gonna... Do, would he, by chance, know anything at all about demons or anything? I mean, you could roll. This would be like an intelligence, knowledge, demonology, or something hey, similar. Hey! Sorry. Uh, well, I guess I could do an intelligence check. It's a d4. <laughs> I really have to be the wrong person for this. <laughs> Alright, well, here, let me oh, roll boy. a d4. Clear out this uh, D6. <laughs> I rolled a one. <laughs> oh boy. John, uh, you write down on that little piece of paper that Izzy gave you uh, a surprisingly complex, uh, what looks to be like a magical glyph. You know what, John? Izzy, this could be important. I'll bet this glyph. Has something? Is this a glyph that that the Ooh, demons would it, use on the doll that can possibly like this? summon this magic? Is this a is this glyph a symbol of the demon? Oh, this is a good lead that you need to follow up on, John. Uh, that was basically the random spasming of your hand. <laughs> yep, that is an important symbol that definitely warrants some investigation. Is he? All right, I'm going to to investigate Avis. John, you can want to come with, or you're gonna stay out here. Mm. All right, let's we'll go, John. You. Not words. I'm just gonna go. I'll call you if I need. He's gonna. He's gonna follow. He's gonna follow. Listen, you invited him somewhere. He retains just enough intelligence to be like, I want to go somewhere with my friend. After about an <laughs> hour or so, I realize this is. I'm probably gonna take me at least an hour or so before I realize this is just well. Pretty much, yeah. What? Well, just ask the barbarian about. It. <laughs> uh -uh. What I'm gonna well, do barbarian is gonna burn my. I want to burn my three plot points to see if I can, if I know a guy who knows a guy about about this from my from my past. Uh okay, sure. The I mean, you don't even necessarily need to spend plot points to do that. You could do that as we'll say willpower covert streetwise. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will do that. And can I use my gentleman thief so I might have known a guy in the underground? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. All right. While you're doing that, though, a cob, because you are still first taking an hour going on a wild goose chase, a cob. Is there anything you're doing? I mean, are, are we, like, done with these guys? Are they, like, at the resident cells and all that stuff? Yeah, they're in the drunk I mean, tank. they're sitting in the cell. They don't seem to be causing any problems. Um, you you probably do notice that brawler eyeing Izzy as he walks out of the building in something of a rush. Ooh. And he the brawler looks extra pissed. Probably because I'm leading this guy. He's like, the zombie has more credibility? <laughs> uh, anyway, roll the 10. Okay, so I do notice that the brawler is just eyeing Izzy. Do I ask? Uh, I like how the brawler just like, what's your problem? Uh, he eyes you for a minute and says, Well, I'm in jail. That's my problem. No, no, no. What's your problem with my guy? 
because you haven't stopped looking at him since we left. And since he stole your little toy. Okay. Um, he does... It seems pretty clear that uh, he's hiding something. I'll go ahead and let you guys know, as players, I'm never going to ask you for any sort of insight check or anything to spot lies. Um, or to otherwise get information out of people that are hiding it. I will try and roleplay it in a way that it that you can sort of guess if they're trying to hide something or not, but I'll never directly ask for it. Um, so if they say something and you're not certain if it's true or not, tell me you want to make a roll, and it's usually going to be alertness, perception, um, insight. Uh, in this case, his response to your question is, well... He did hit me in the face with an exploding potion. And and you hit him in the face with a burning fist. I mean, that's all in good fun. Besides, don't you cops have fire resistance or something on your badges? What kind of funding do you think we have? <laughs> For the record, you actually do have minor fire resistance as part of your badges. It reduces two points of wound damage from any fire. He doesn't even know that. <laughs> He does not need to know that. Okay. I don't know. I mean, you are funded by the king himself, ain't ya? Sure, there's lots of gold lining the pockets of whoever's in charge of this place. Or maybe that doesn't trickle down. And what do you know about the gold that goes around this place? Oh, not much, really. Just, uh... I suppose it's an assumption that I've made. Why? No. What do you know about the gold that goes around this place? Well, at some point after a hard day's work, I usually get some and go home. <laughs> Just like any other job. Sure. Pay you their... Pay, they pay you your 30 silver and then you go home and sleep well, huh? Now, question. Do I notice him... Like, look Or, like, eyeballing the doll in particular? Izzy has the doll and Izzy has left the building. So, no. Okay. Well, anyway, okay. officer, I'd love to continue talking about the uh, funding problems of your department here, but I've got a busy night of sitting in a jail cell to get to, so if there are no other questions... Huh. Go ahead and rest well. You've had a, quite a long night. And, and uh, he sits down on a chair at the back of the cell and just kind of leans back and closes his eyes. Okay. Uh... May I be able to catch up with Izzy at all? Or, uh, like, how, how much longer is he going to be gone for? You might be able to catch up with him if you know where he went. But since he specifically avoided talking to you... Dick. <laughs> I've got we'll go ahead and move on to Izzy. Uh, after about an hour of searching uh, some books for this symbol you realize that it's actually not a symbol at all. It's basically just a scribble. Thanks again, John. You consider who else you could ask about these dolls and artifacts, and you go around and you you ask a few people. Some guys that you know that might be able to help you. You know, they used to help you fence stuff. Uh, or at least help you figure out who might be willing to buy something. Uh, but your line of questioning is a little bit different this time around. So they're not as helpful as they have been in the past, but one of them notes, well, if it's something that demons do, uh, someone at the church might be able to help? 
This is a pretty big city. Which church? Hmm. I mean, that's actually a tough question. Uh, in Andrea's Cauldron, there are five major gods that are worshipped. Uh, and each of them has a corresponding temple. Most Christian one. There, there. The five gods. The chief god is called Pyra. She is the goddess of the sun and of fire, uh, as well as summer, light, and mercy. Uh, Pyra tends to teach people about the importance of forgiving others and treating them with kindness. Cryo, the second god in charge, is the god of winter, ice, society, justice, order, and law. Yeah, skip that guy. He's, he's the guy that's just punished the wicked. Ooh, yeah, let's stay away from that one. Hydro is the god of water, the sea, storms, spring, and freedom. Hydro's kind of a live-and-let-live kind of guy. Uh, he encourages people to do whatever and just live with the consequences. You live free when you worship Hydro. Hydro. Um, but it also means dealing with the consequences, uh, which can mean some pretty chaotic stuff. We're all dealing with some consequences right now. Is he? Nocturne is the goddess of the night, the moon, theater, and those who are lost, as well as prophecies. Uh, there actually is a temple dedicated to Nocturne where the seer Andrea lives. Uh, there's people from all over the world come to Andrea to seek answers and prophecies. The police are explicitly forbidden from entering Nocturne's temple to speak to Andrea because prophecies can be faked and are therefore inadmissible as evidence. So if people think that you're going there for investigating a crime, they can use it against you in court and whatever case you're on is going to get thrown out. So you are not allowed to go there, at least not in uniform. Lastly is the god Armis, the god of the earth, of smithing, crafting, and the god of war. He is a blacksmith and a soldier. Uh, his temple is actually a crafting house where blacksmiths and other workers build stuff. Uh, he basically tells you to be productive. Uh, and if you don't have the materials to be productive, take them from someone who does. Hence the war. Hey, all the doors there. But this is a... Is this a fairly well-crafted doll? Yeah, actually, the craftsmanship is pretty exquisite. Hmm. I'm gonna go check out the craftsman's... Um... The, the craftsman's temple real quick. Okay. The Temple of Armis that you head to, um, it's getting a little bit later in the day, but this place is still buzzing with activity. There are smiths working and banging on metals. There are, uh, you know, people cutting stone to build stuff. There's even artists here working on paintings. Uh, there's quite a bit going on, but you do manage to catch the attention of one of the clerics of Armis, a stout dwarfy fellow named Bedrit. And uh, Bedrit just says, what can I do for you? Ah. I want you to take a look at this doll. 
came into my possession just a little bit ago. I wanted to see if there's anything more happening with this thing. Seems really weird. Uh, he takes a look at the doll, and as soon as it touches his hand, his eyes go wide. Oh, what you've got here is something wicked. Uh-huh, and that is... I'm, I'm hanging well, out with a zombie. Something wicked is not exactly new for me. <laughs> uh, your friend's not going to eat anyone's brains while he's here, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always swat him off like a cat. <laughs> Proven. <laughs> Damn it. You know, I'm a little concerned, but... He seems like a stand-up fellow. I guess we'll let it pass. Uh, anyway, this this is definitely a demon doll. Uh, I'd say, is this... No, it's not yours. It doesn't really look much like you. But, uh... Yeah, I'd say there's a demon somewhere out there making contracts with people. And, well, that's a problem. Because no matter what a demon tells you, a contract is never in your favor. Anyway, I can track down who this demon is. Hmm. If you leave it with me, I'll see what I can do about tra tracking down who is the demon in charge of it. But, uh, who does this belong to? Ah, oh, some guy in the drunk tank right now. Hmm. I'd keep an eye on him. Losing this doll is a big deal. And I imagine he's not too happy about it. Anyway, come back in the morning, and on ends, we'll see what I have for you. Alright, I'll be back later. Okay. So I'm going to be down back to the precinct. Welcome back. Hey, where have you guys been? Working on something. He don't say. And, uh, is he? I'm working on a theory of some, some kind of lead, but uh, all I know is we should probably keep an eye on those guys that we've just brought in. Yeah, that uh, the barbarian was acting a little suspicious, like he knows a thing or two. Alright, well, we should stay here. I guess I should stay the night. The police headquarters does indeed have a barracks for you guys to stay at. Um, ordinarily... You guys get paid 30 silver a week, which is roughly equivalent to $300. Uh, and that is if you live at the barracks at the police headquarters, which is one of the reasons people sign up. It's basically free housing. Um, if you live off elsewhere and you're, you know, you have your own apartment, then you'll be getting 60 silver a week, which is roughly equivalent to $600. All right. Well so whether or not you actually live here is up to you. But there is a place for you to sleep overnight if you want. Are you kidding me? Izzy will probably wear us Armani. I am not staying here tonight. I don't know about John Joe. Doe is death row, so he'll <laughs> probably just be there, like, snacking all night. Okay. What about a cob? Uh, so I'm imagining that a cob is, uh, he says he has a house, but really he just camps out in the forest all the time. Okay. It, it feels homely. Um, there's not really... You're in a city. A very large city. Oh. 
Is there there a is a forest, but it's like miles and miles to the south of the city. Is there a park? There are parks, yes. Then I sneak into a park and it's essentially just like hide somewhere. It's like, you know what? Nobody knows that I don't. I'm essentially homeless. <laughs> okay. It's like, listen, I'm cool with it. It is like, if I was just kind of raised and like, let me, let me be me. <laughs> okay. So, Izzy, you are staying there for the night or no? Yeah. I'm pretty certain I can't just leave everything to John. And... Mostly because I, I don't think John will ever tell anybody that people have escaped or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look it over at John. The three of us will take different shifts. Is that John? The two of us will take shifts and leave John alone. <laughs> Uh, how far is this park from the station? Uh, it's relatively far. I mean, there there are parks all over. If you're looking for like a nice park, though, uh, that's going to be in the Elven District, uh, which is a little bit of a ways away. Yeah, I don't think that guy was not picky. Uh, then there's a park that's not too far away from the station. It's um, it's a park. <laughs> it sure is a park. It's but it's the park core, you see. <laughs> I mean, there, there are benches, and there are what are technically trees. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to a tree and just snuggle in real nice, and, nice and snuggle. Uh, go ahead and make. <laughs> it needs to make a roll for me. We'll go ahead and call this Agility Parkour with your Jungle Boy added in. Uh, the difficulty that you're going to need to make beat is an 11. 14. Okay. Uh, the tree realistically should not be able to hold up your weight. It is simply not a big enough tree to be holding fully grown people. But you make it work. You have slept in some pretty dinky trees before. You know what you're doing. Uh, rest tree. Of the tiniest trees. <laughs> uh, tree, tree, sweet tree. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you a plot point for <laughs> indulging in your jungle habits of sleeping in trees. Uh, Izzy, there should be a plot point to you for making progress at all. And I don't know if I gave John a plot point for that uh, terrible scribble earlier, but I should have. <laughs> I did not get one, but I will gladly take it. Yeah, mostly because that was a botch, and that's how botches work. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. And I led Izzy on a very weird <laughs> goose chase. Izzy and John, I would both like I would like you both to make alertness perception hearing checks. Uh, uh, I don't have any perception checks, so it's just gonna be a D6 for old John here. <laughs> Hey, that's my first, like, really good roll. The you difficulty is. I know, but like, I, I'm, I, I get that it's like Rob, not going to save this. me. Let her have but this, I man. actually rolled decently. I, I am impressed with your ability to roll six whole points on a d6. I've been rolling like one and three, so uh, I feel for good me. about it. So, okay. John, uh, 
So the difficulty was a 7. If you get 7 points over the difficulty, that counts as an extra success. Izzy, did you want to spend a plot point to turn that into a 14? Yes. yes uh, can I use plot points to get me up to a 7? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you Yay! Can. You can use a single plot point to get you up to 7. Yay! Plot points. Uh, John, you while you are quote-unquote sleeping, uh, which is really not the right word for it, sort of lame. As you are standing blankly staring off into space more so than usual. Uh-huh. You hear some commotion coming from the cells. Izzy, you are basically at the cells because you know what? Something's about to happen and oh, it is going down. Izzy is sus. I'm gonna make my way towards the cells. You're there as the uh, brawler, cleric, and barbarian, who have all regained conscious by the, consciousness, by the way. Yeah, I've done. They've got it. Um, the brawler is messing with the lock on the cell. You can hear the cleric telling him, Look, Martin, just don't worry. We'll just, we'll take care of it tomorrow, okay? I'm sure they'll return your doll to you in the, in the morning, okay? It's not like... And the Barbarian just goes, yeah, dude, it's not a big deal. They'll give it back to you. And the Brawler says, no, they're they're not. That's not even here anymore. They took it somewhere else. I need to get it back. As he's attempting to pick the lock. Shoddy lock picking is all I'm hearing. You're going to hear. He appears to be getting increasingly frustrated, by the way, as he's working with the lock. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna stroll a little bit over by the lock. Looking at, uh, looks at the lock. Look at him. So, having a little struggle over you on that thing? Yeah, I just can't get this. Ah! <laughs> Officer! Uh, how we doing? Just, you know, checking the, testing the, the structural integrity of uh, of the cell, jail cell here. It's uh, really well built. Uh, uh, and, uh, and how about that mechanics that's going on with that lock? Pristine, right? Yeah, you know, really just uh, fine craftsmanship. Is this dwarven made? It looks like it's dwarven made. Uh, hey, John! You want to take <laughs> the next watch? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here's my buddy John here. Um, oh. I'm just gonna keep an eye on you guys because I don't think he sleeps. And um, who's to say if you try to get out again? I don't know. John might introduce you to his stomach. Oh, no. So I would suggest you sit down, stay quiet, and wait till tomorrow morning. And I kind of want to use my uh. Uh, by persuasion to persuade them to to knock that off. That sure sounds more like intimidation, but uh, yeah, willpower, pers- willpower, persuasion, intimidation. If you got. I also want to point out that I have um, a D twelve plus D four of intimidation because I'm a zombie. This sure sounds like a great opportunity to explain how cooperative actions work. Um, Yay. Yay! If you're trying to help somebody out, but it's in 
if, it's, if you're trying to help somebody out and it's direct help, like you're both trying to lift a heavy object, then you both roll and all of the totals are added together. Um, if you're trying to help somebody out, but it's indirect help, like, for example, you're trying to intimidate somebody and your buddy's also over standing next to you looking intimidating. John is a little intimidating, has been working out. Then what happens is you both roll, and we just take the higher of the two rolls. Okay, so I roll that d12 plus d4, right? Uh, willpower, persuasion, intimidation, or discipline intimidation, if you've got it. I have, uh, influence intimidation. Or sorry, yeah, not persuasion, influence intimidation, yes. And I have that at a d12 plus a d4. (laughs) Yep, and you get to roll that on top of your d10 willpower. Yeah, uh, and uh, John also used... He did. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Weird looking Normally when you say gay. something like, and my friend here might eat you, it, it sounds like a pretty empty threat or even a little bit comical. When you're talking about your friend the zombie, it sounds a lot more realistic. Well, Useful. I like to believe I can't Izzy's the new now. guy on the team. Well, I got a 23. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Izzy, what did you... Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. 23 is, like, blowing this this out of the water, my, which was an 11, by the way. My 10 so, doesn't even make that, but, you know, I think the 23 really makes up for the difference. Uh, I'm not saying they're intimidated, but someone may have soiled themselves. Let's take John's roll. I think John's roll is a good one. So, you notice the brawler. He, as you as you talk about, this zombie is going to be on watch he looks at the cleric with a bit of a smirk, and the smirk looks back. Uh, the cleric looks back at the brawler, with basically just no. You know, shakes his head a little bit, a little bit of a panicked look in his eyes, uh, and it unsettles the brawler, who then looks at John, who is now like inches away from the brawler's face, and he gets a very unnerved look. <laughs> And he says, uh, yeah, okay. Morning it is. And he goes and he sits back on his chair away from the jail cell door and conveniently far away from John. Weird. And convenient. Uh, they don't cause any more trouble until morning. So morning comes around. Standard procedure is to let them out uh, and just sort of send them on their way. Notably, you are supposed to return any of their items to them. Izzy, have you gone back to get the doll so we could give it back to this guy? Or are we not going to give it back to him? No, I've got to go back to get the doll. I just have to uh, get it's, it's morning now. They're, they're expecting to be let out. You are expected to let them out. And you don't have the doll. You would have to leave to go get it. Alright, I'm going to have to leave to go get it. Uh, John, and I write a note on, on a piece of paper and just staple it to John's chest to... For Akaba to uh, keep them in the cells as long as you can. Stall for some time. Keep them in the cells as long as you can. (laughs) Really? You're just going to leave me out? You're out not here in the police station. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I have to leave to go get the doll, but I don't need them to leave. And John isn't exactly at the best... uh, the, The most the best conversationalist right now. But what John d- lacks in conversation makes up for it in sticky notes. 
John is really good with city knots. All right, so I'm gonna rush down to the uh, back to um, to the Temple of Armas. Okay. Uh, on Akab, you managed to get inside the police station. It's morning. It's time to start your shift. Um, and you notice the note. I'll go ahead and say it's pretty obvious. As you're reading the note, uh, by the way, uh, after a full night's sleep, anyone who has had stun points, they're all gone now. Yeah. Yeah. That five wound, on the other hand, that is hanging out. It is, until you can, uh, technically, you're supposed to make a roll to to start the recovery process, but as police officers, I'm going to say that there are people on at headquarters who, like, look at you medically and get you on the path to recovery. Uh, but it will take a full day of not intensive physical exertion to restore that one wound point. Gotcha. Anyway, so, a cop, you've, you've got that, uh, there's the note. Izzy has asked you to stall and keep the adventurers in the jail cell for as long as possible, and you hear them getting kind of ticked, because it's morning. Hey! Let us out! Come on! It, we, we served our time. It's time to let us go. It's like, well, procedures does say we have to get the... Give you the remainder of your products in order to do it, and that's what we're doing right now. Okay, I can't help but notice we don't have our stuff. <sighs> What's that? <clears throat> oh, thank you. So, it looks like our... Partner here is actually... Our third partner here is actually out currently getting your stuff. So have you said patiently as soon as we get back? What do you mean out getting our stuff? <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> Apparently, he was just go- he had some curiosities on stuff. Uh, but it should be less than an hour, or so don't worry about it. What do you, What do you mean, curious? That's my stuff. You can't just take it. We did. I demand to see your supervisor. Uh, uh, supervisor. <laughs> well, he's here. Uh, so you're going to get Raggard? Raggard Hammerforge, police chief? Or get John as the supervisor. He outrates us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought John I thought John said he was like a supervisor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I thought you just said. Uh, he, just, he just repeated the word supervisor. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Plot point to both of you because that's delightful. <laughs> Why is the zombie in charge? <laughs> you get promoted really fast for catching most death row inmates. Uh, and the brawler eyes John nervously. And says, fine, fine, we can wait a little bit longer. <laughs> Izzy, you managed to make it to the Temple of Armas, and uh, you speak to the cleric there, who I've forgotten what his name was already. Was it Brendis? I'm gonna go with Brendis. Yeah. Totally. Brendis, yeah. Well, I uh, I was looking into this doll for you, and I did a little bit of searching, did a bit of asking around. I don't know the demon's name, but I know what they call her. They call her the Woman in Red. She's uh, actually been a problem for kind of a while now. Seems she goes around and makes contracts with people, but there's something wrong with these dolls, and it doesn't work out as intended. 
people tend to get stronger, yeah, but after a little while, they start getting dumber, more violent. Uh, and if you have one of these contracts too long, you eventually go comatose. I'd suspect that whoever has this doll might be in more trouble than he realizes. Well, that at least gives me a lead to work on. <laughs> Alright, I'll take that doll off your hands. Alright, thanks for the help. I'm going to take that doll off your hands now and, and head back to the station. I owe you no more right. for this. Well, if you're looking around for her, uh, it seems that she targets adventurers specifically, uh, but she mostly hangs around bars. So if you did a little bar hopping and pose with as or work with an adventurer, you might run into her. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, good friend. Anytime. All right, and so Izzy's going to make his way back to the uh, precinct. Welcome back to the precinct. One precinct. All right, all right. Hold your horses. Here, here's the here's the doll that they have. He snatches it out of your hand and immediately uh, looks at it, inspects it for damage. Look, Just what exactly were you doing with this? Shelving it into evidence temporarily. What do you think I would be doing? My my, that doll is quite important to you, isn't it? You know what? Mind your business. And he uh, puts it in his pocket. But yeah. And hey, stay away from any bars or trouble for you. <laughs> no promises, officer. That's true. You wanna you wanna go hang out with my friend John over here again? My supervisor? Don't worry, officer. You won't be getting any more trouble from us, I promise. So And with that, the three leave the police precinct. So I bring in John and Arkwa, and I wanted to talk them. Alright, so apparently from what I can find out, there's this woman in red, and she's targeting adventurers, trying to get them to give them a whole lot of extra power. But at, in their turn, they start, you know, getting all rage-filled and angry at things, and possibly into a comatose. I don't know if they die, but it sounds like this is a whole lot of bad news. Alright, John's gonna take notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, John can't speak, but we have no idea if John can write. <laughs> this is what he's writing. <laughs> Just as much as scribbles in a line. <laughs> Look, he was probably given a notebook and, and a quill when he joined. This is what he does with it. <laughs> Sorry, when he was hired, he doesn't. <laughs> he didn't apply. Joining implies that it was his choice. <laughs> yeah. He was just hired. Anyway. See, I'm assuming that Izzy, out of all uh, that our little group here, is the is the last person to get hired on. And I know Izzy's got a criminal background, and everyone else suspects it. So I'm probably the bottom. John, for all I know, John is my supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like that she targets a bunch of adventurers. So I say, pose as some adventurers, head to a couple of bars, and see if we can find this woman in red. A cop? You got any response to that? Or John? I think I feel like I know what John's response is going to be. But... John went... Sorry. Uh... Sorry, I was reading something. <laughs> so, okay, hold on. Can we back check real quick? Yeah. Okay. The, uh, Izzy thinks that we should pose as adventurers to lure in the lady in red. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm so for that. 
John does what his buddies want. I I like being included. You guys been leaving me out lately, and Okay, uh... Supposed to be for your amigos, you know? So is there anything special that you're doing to pose as adventurers? Presumably you're not wearing police uniform, but, like, what else would you be doing? Oh my god, can we put a hat on John? <laughs> yes. Yes, we should. I'm just gonna go, uh, get some fan- go back to my apartment, get some of my old fancier clothes that make me look like a professional gentleman thief, or I'm the rogue of this group. Okay. I'm uh, I'm gonna get some of my my older stuff that I used to have before I moved into the city. And we're not gonna, you know, back out being a tribal huntsman and all that. Okay. John doesn't understand the assignment, so he just eats a bird that the dead bird found in the road. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we should really. Yeah. Yeah, you you definitely stand out. But that's what adventurers do, so... <laughs> Mission accomplished. Hey, Aqua, we really need to put some clothes on, on John. We can't have him walking around in the police uniform. Well, do you have any that fits? I've got an idea. I'm going to spend two plot points to get some cheap makeup. I don't need good makeup for this. But I'm going to just try to have... A dress-up montage with, with oh John. Oh my god! Oh my god! My mind was going exactly the same way. <laughs> I was like, I was like, are you really asking if Izzy is gonna let John wear some of his fancy-ass clothes? No, those are Gucci. You're getting basically to, uh, whatever is this world's equivalent of blow of uh, goodwill. But I kind of figured Izzy knows a thing or two about making someone look extra dapper. <laughs> You just gotta look not dead. Here comes the montage. Up, down, down. Like, going just different outfits. Like, no, no, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the entire. It's, it's just John the zombie. <laughs> Who never reacts in any way, shape, or form. He just mimics what other people are doing sometimes, so then so they're like, yeah! Yeah! Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this was a great bonding moment. We just, uh, sure. It's just easier to cover it with house paint instead of trying to get fancy makeup. <laughs> you, you, you get some oh, yeah, quote-unquote makeup and... <laughs> Like no, we we could if anyone asks, we could say it's a very faded war paint. Mm -hmm. And and you, he's like sitting in front of a mirror, and you put some makeup on him, and you both look at him, and you shake your heads, and you clean the makeup off, and you put some more makeup on him, and then you both shake your heads, and then you like now John's got this like clownish makeup, sort of <laughs> like really sad clown makeup going on. Yes. That's adventure material if I've ever seen it. And it's like, golly, John, it's just like, if this, if this is how handsome you were when you were alive, just, <laughs> my god. This is, this is one smexy looking zombie adventurer right here. He's hot. <laughs> Look, I've got a seduction of... Yeah. D skill at D12. <laughs> Sexiest, sexy zombies. Mm-hmm. Sexy, sexy zombie. 
sexy, sexy zombie. John gonna be a sexy zombie. So it's been a couple of hours later because we don't. <laughs> this is how we wait to use our time for an investigation. Um, I would like everybody to make an alertness perception. You can use either sight or hearing. So just alertness for me. It's a D6. And let me see the difficulty. Three. The difficulty that you're going to need to beat is a 16. Three. Ooh. Six. I blew all my plot points on, uh, on, you know, on, on the montage. Oh, my... Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to... Okay. So... I'm so bad at remembering this stuff. Oh, that's fine. That's why we're here. Yay! So, it's your Plus. alertness roll. Alertness. Then Plus. your perception. Whatever that skill is. Unless you have one in a specialty in the hearing. Ah, right, right. Um, and I'm also going to go ahead and give everybody a plot point, because... I am using uh, John's conventionally handsome against you in this case. No! But he's so conventionally attractive. Yeah, but he smells pretty bad. He looks like Adonis. Hold on. Would I be able to add my jungle boy? I'm gonna say yes. Yes, you can. 18. Okay. Uh, what was it trying to be? 16. Yay! So, Izzy and John, uh, you definitely don't notice this. Oh. Um, as you are going around to various bars. Uh, a cop, it's difficult to say uh, at first, but before long, you become pretty certain of it. You see that brawler from the night before, without his other adventuring buddies, he seems to be tailing you guys. Oh, okay. So, through me noticing, I would like to just sort of kind of nudge up, wing wing to Izzy, just like, yo, uh, our, I think our friend's, uh, kind of waiting for a round two. Don't look. Don't worry, I'm, <clears throat> don't worry, I've got eyes in the back of my head that's keeping a, a track on. He doesn't seem to be making a move uh, as you continue throughout the night, but now that you're watching for him, uh, it's it's kind of easy to spot him. Um, but he's basically just kind of hanging back. If he's if he does manage to be in the same room as you guys, that's on the other side, kind of in a shadow of your corner. Most of the time, he's actually outside any buildings that you're in, just like across the street, down an alleyway, or something like that. Um, but he's he's watching you, but he doesn't appear to be making any kind of move. You do note, as you are going through uh, from bar to bar, you occasionally hear people talking about a woman in red. Uh, descriptions tend to vary a little bit, but every now and again, when you're talking to an adventurer, they mention how, yeah, she tried to... Uh, she wanted me to do something for her, and it just sounded like kind of a raw deal. So I didn't take her up on it, but it seems like she was offering a chance for me to, and, and this is where it varies, learn magic, get stronger, a sweet weapon, something along those lines. Um, but it always came with the cost of we had to 
start working for her, her doing jobs that she would ask us to do. And uh, so, so we turned her down. Occasionally, you'll also get somebody that when you bring up the woman in red just becomes real cagey and doesn't want to talk about it. But nobody seems to know where she is. Okay. Hmm. You're all the woman in red. <laughs> but there's a real doll. Look, I've seen it. Okay. So, does, does the barbarian notice that we notice that they're there? Or do they, do, do, or do they still think they're being sneaky on us? I'd like everyone to, well, I'd like Izzy and Akab to go ahead and make, uh, you can use either alertness or agility and covert sneak. Can I use my thief's trait? Yes, you can. So, alertness and agility? Yep. For sneaking? The number that you've got to beat is four, by the way. Yay! Wait, it's alertness and agility together? Alertness or agility, oh, your choice. Okay. Eh, I'm fine. 23. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Nice. Okay, so, yeah, he doesn't seem to notice that uh, you guys know that he's there. In fact, he's so inattentive. Izzy, at one point, as you're coming out of a bar, uh, you notice he goes into an alleyway. An alleyway that you know for a fact isn't going to allow him to keep up with you guys. If you'd like, you can tail him. And he won't notice you. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have Izzy tail him. I too would like to tail him. I'm but... afraid this is an Izzy only thing because he's the uh... one that got a critical success. You know what? That is fair. I keep John on track anyway. <laughs> no, no, we're going this way. I'm basically maneuvers. Let's go. Alright, so tra trailing the dude. So. You're trailing the dude. You walk down this alleyway that you're kind of following him. It's a little bit windy down here. It's actually a series of alleyways. Um, and you're following him as he keeps turning corners. And something starts to seem off. You're not certain what it is at first, but the further down these alleyways you go, you start to not hear things. Like sounds that you would normally expect to be happening, you know, rats moving around, or the rustling of some paper in the wind, or something like that. You, It's making sound, but it's muted. Like, it's just it's not as loud as it should be. And in fact, as you see a piece of paper in the wind, it's moving kind of slow. Uh, as you, eventually though, you find him in a dead end in an alleyway and you hear a voice he is talking to somebody and he just says yeah they're definitely looking for you uh, I don't know if that's a problem for you but it seems like they're not all that interested in giving up and then you hear a female voice that says oh don't worry about me darling I'll be just fine, but you go ahead and keep an eye on them for me, and if they give any of my pets trouble, well, you know what to do. 
Uh, Izzy, do you confront them or anything like that? By myself? No, thank you. I am going to run back, sneak my way back as quickly as possible to get back to Kyle and John. Okay. Uh, as you... It's almost like stepping into an entirely different world as soon as you take that step out of the alleyway and into the main street. Colors become brighter, sounds become louder, and everything starts moving at its normal pace. Weird. Okay. Can they still head over to the bar to, uh, that Kava uh, John was at? Yeah, you can find him without much trouble. Alright, so I let him know the details. Alright, I think I found I found this lady in red down this this corner. You wanna go? Let's, uh, come on, follow me. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Or are we just gonna, like, you just wanna, like, just go there? John's in. John said, <sighs> Look, we can't waste a whole lot of time or else we'll lose her. Either you're going with us or not. Well, what about the guy, though? Like, what does he know? The guy's with the, uh, with her right now. So let's go. Oh, alright. Let's go. Uh, right, just so Izzy's gonna guide him over to that same um, pathway. Okay. Uh, as you are heading down to where you last saw the brawler, um, are you sneaking there or are you running there? Oh, I'm sneaking. I am also sneaking. John will pretend to sneak. Yeah. Alright, then I need everyone to make an agility covert stealth check. The difficulty is 12. Well, mine's a d6, so I fail. Okay. I rolled a 4. Agility, covert, and I'm assuming I could still be the best gentleman thief in the realm. You didn't become any less of a thief in the last two minutes, so yeah. As I know. 16. Uh, a cop? I can still do agility and jungle boy, correct? So, you may well add uh, jungle boy and Loki presence, by chance? You can only add one trait. Jungle boy is? Um, jungle boy is not going to work for this because you're not in the jungle. <laughs> this is the, You're in the cities. But I can't still be sneaky. I mean, you can be sneaky with your low-key presence. Oh, I rolled that. Uh, I got a six either way. All my rolls are six. Like, total? <laughs> okay. So, as you're going there, Izzy, you notice that strange feeling, the, the weird sort of where it felt like your perception was wrong? That's gone. The alleyway's normal. Uh, as you get down there, you are pretty sneaky. Your compatriots less so. You get down there, and at first you don't see him until you look up. He's standing on a rooftop of a building in the alleyway. It's about three stories up. And he sees you, well, two of you anyway, and he just says, thought you didn't notice me guess I could uh, use a little bit more work on my discretion. Anyway, you'd be wise to give up this search. The woman in red isn't someone you want to mess with. I'm sneaking. I'm not revealing myself for this. <laughs> well, I mean, John and I are already caught, so... John is very intelligent, you see. <laughs> so, I would like to... Just kind of see how fast I can scale up the building. Okay. 
go ahead, and we'll let you do... That's going to be strength, athletics, parkour, and you can use the world as my gym. If you... I will let you know, though, if you're wanting to get there, like, before he can react or run away or something like that, it's a really difficult roll to make, at least 21. Ooh, well, let's see how far I take this. So, uh, just make sure one time. Where's my gym, athletic, parkour, and strength? Yes. Yeah, because you're climbing. Okay. Cool. Okay, I got 11. Okay. That's pretty, pretty far from 21. Okay, so not before he can react. You, but... you start to climb up, you get about a story up, and he just says, Whoa there, chief. <laughs> I'm also not somebody you want to tango with. And he sends a burst of fire down your way. Oh boy. He has an attack of 16. You can make a dodge check, uh, but it will be at a two-step penalty because you're on a wall. Oh, uh, so... so let me just check that dodge. So your dodge would normally be a D6, because that's where your athletics act. A two-step penalty is going to turn it into a D2. <laughs> oh, yikes. You could burn several plot points to give yourself a uh, another this, Yeah, this seems like a fantastic time to be using plot points. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Okay, so... Basically, the more if you're spending it before you roll, the more plot points you spend, the bigger the extra dice is. Okay, so which ones am I using for dodging again? Uh, so your agility at D8 and your athletics at D2 because of the penalty. Okay, but since I'm on a wall, can I use parkour? Uh... I am on a wall already. I'll, I'll go ahead and allow it, but it still has the two-step penalty, so that instead of a D10, it's going to be a D6. Still better than the D2. Oh, uh, now how many plot points get the back to a D10? It's you don't. It's not to raise your dice. It's an entirely new extra dice. So, for example, if you were to spend all seven of your plot points, uh, you would get on top of what you're rolling right now. You would get a D12 plus a D2. Okay. Um, okay. And also, if you you always get at least as many plot points as you spend. So if that D12 rolls like a two or something like that, you treat it as though it rolled a six. So and what about adding rolls my gym? Uh, no, because this is about reaction. Okay, that's it. So, agility, parkour, and my athletics are down. So, how many pop-ups do I have to do to... It, it's up to you how many you want to spend. Uh, but your parkour is not a d10 for this roll, remember. Your parkour is a d6 because it's got a two-step penalty on it. Okay. Oh, but I was going to have another good save. Hmm. What am I trying to beat? You're trying to beat a 15. Okay. Oh, what was it? Not Um. So I would like this crap. But again, if you want those extra dice, you have to spend your plot points before you roll, not after you roll and see what the number yeah. is. No, no, that's fair. Like, honestly, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, hmm. Kind of screwed right now. Anyways, how does this go for me? You gotta take the hit. You've got like seven plot points. So, yeah, um, okay, so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so... No, you're fine. Well, so your your roll is still because uh, you've got a D8 for agility, and you've got a D6 
six for your your parkour, where's the D10 coming from? Because if I'm looking at this right, if you just add that D8 and D6 together, you've got a nine. Ben, you there? So, sorry, I kept uh, I kept talking. I forget to push buttons. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, my intentions were to spend my plot points regardless, because I knew just like how horrible it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so to get from a 9 to a 15 is we're going to require 6 plot points. Oh, it worked. Yay. Uh, but yeah, with that, uh, you can avoid the fire if just barely. Feel the heat sort of singe your hair just a little bit. Uh, but you manage to sort of slide out of the way. You, you one hand is gripping the wall, and the rest of your body just flips over out of the way. Uh, when you get back and you look up, the brawler's gone. Izzy, being hidden, you can see where the brawler went, and you can follow if you want. I will track that gut brawler down, because I can't track the uh, the lady in red, as far as I can tell. Yeah, you have no clue where she was or where she went. Okay. So, yeah. I will attempt to track him down. Uh, you can follow him uh, for kind of a ways. He goes to a different part of the city. He actually winds up at the Adventurer's Guild. Um, and you see him consult with his two adventuring buddies. And they're just like, where have you been? Now, we, can you I know, spend, we've got uh, stuff to do. Can I spend two plot points to leave like a crumb trail for Agamemnon to find uh, sure, if you want. Um, so, Akab, if you if you want, Izzy seems to have left his trail for you to follow. Oh, I'm following that trail. I'm following Akab. Uh, anyway, you eventually, you follow him, and he, you see him at the Adventures Guild. He's consulting with his two buddies. They're kind of annoyed that he seems to have disappeared on them for the day. And he, he makes up some excuse. The cleric walks away, and the barbarian asks the brawler so when am I going to get to meet this lady in red buddy you don't want to and the brawler says well it was going to be tonight but I don't know we've got a little bit of heat on us no, it's it's fine you know especially if, if I get what I want all the heat in the world won't matter he says alright I mean it'll let me talk to her, and when we're ready, we'll set up a meeting. She'll probably want to meet you at the Nocturne Theater. Uh, but not tonight. Not until the heat comes off. And the barbarian kind of huffs and goes, fine. Uh, this is taking forever. I don't understand why world-shattering power just can't be mine today. Uh, and with that, they depart... Out of your earshots, you won't be able to follow them without getting spotted. Okay. But I now know that it's that there's going to be a meetup at the Nocturne Theater. Mm-hmm. Alright. I wait for a cop and John. They managed to get to you relatively quickly. Alright, we're not going to be able to meet up to take care of this lady in red tonight, but I've got a lead on where it is. There she'll be at the Nocturne Theater. We just got to stake the place out. Alright. Well, that sounds like a plan. Alright. Uh, 
And with that, we'll go ahead and end our session tonight. Uh, Yay! Woohoo! Everybody gets experience. Yay! Uh, Woo! You get one point of experience just for showing up. You get one point of experience for spending or using or receiving plot points. You get one point of experience for progressing the story. And I'm going to say two points of experience for good role-playing. Yay! Yay. So that's a total of five experience points for everybody. How do we add that to our... Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. So you basically notate it somewhere that you have X amount of EXP. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't leave a spot for XP on your on your sheets. Just go ahead and make a spot for for EXP on your character sheets. Oh, how many do we have again? Five. Uh, five. Yeah. And it's not super relevant because nobody has more than six plot points, but there should be a spot on your character sheet for you to note how many plot points you have. If you ever have more than six plot points at the end of the session, they carry over into the next one. Uh, otherwise, have, you'll always start a session with six plot points. I have six. I have zero. Well, you'll have six next time. Yay. All right. Yeah, that was... Uh, so I think we're done for today, right? Yep, that's it. Thank you guys for joining in. Yeah, it was super fun. Was that awesome. was. I haven't done anything like this since high school, so... <laughs> um, Thank you, everyone, for joining us and listening in, and we hope to see you at the next case. Yay! I'll be here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Adios. ACPD Case Files is created and game mastered by Rob. Music and sounds licensed through Pro Media Art, Game Dev Market Sounds, and Humble Software Bundle Big Music 2. Produced by Leo Garcia, The Geek Scorpio. Edited by Leo Garcia, The Geek Scorpio, and Brandon Thistle, Tomato Man 7. You can help support these podcast episodes by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcast and by sharing these episodes with a friend. You can also support us at patreon.com slash gamingtheaterpresents. Thank you for listening and see you in the next session.